Well, good morning, church. It's good to be with you again. I want to thank all of those that have been making this possible for us to be able to, for you at home, being able to see me at church. It just doesn't magically happen. It does by a lot of people doing their job and doing it well. Uh, in fact, tonight we have someone, or today we have someone uh, helping us tape. Uh, uh, Jeff Noel is uh, help, helping tonight with this taping, and I appreciate that. Lonnie, of course, and Debbie doing all her magical stuff on there to make it all look good. Um, that's why I keep moving back further and further from the camera, because you can't make that look too good. But Anyway, we, again, we just want to let you know that uh, we love you, and uh, we're praying for you. Again, send in your prayer requests if you have those. We'll be glad to take those and pray for you throughout the week. You know, here it is July the 19th. You know, it just seems like two weeks ago I was saying it was June the 1st. And here it is already the middle of July. And uh, let's just be praying for our nation and uh, certainly for um, this world in which we live, but our, 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 this great country in which we live. A lot of things are going on, and uh, I don't like them, and I'm sure you don't like them. And so... We need to be in prayer about that. Remember, Satan is at work. He's trying to do all the things he can to destroy uh, what uh, has been built. This is a great nation built upon godly principles, and uh, we need to stand on those godly principles. And so uh, God's counting on you and counting on me to do our part as well. So let's be doing that and be praying for those that are trying to do the right things. But um, so what's going to happen? Just like every Sunday, we're going to play you a song, and we're going to go back, do communion, and then a little bit later on, I'll do another message for you. Know that we love you today, and God bless.
Okay, I've chosen this morning for us in our communion time together, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. This is what the Word says. For I have received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You probably noticed I have a little theme going through here, and I'm always coming back to what this is all about. It is for us to remember what Jesus did for us. But today, I wanted to focus on that last little part of the last verse that I read. For you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Folks, the truth is the Lord's coming back someday. And you know somebody and I know somebody that's already with the Lord. And they're communing with him um, in an eternity. They're, they're there already. They're enjoying that. They're having that joy that passes all understanding that we, we could ever imagine here. And so, but between now and the time that we get there, nobody knows when, we get an opportunity to remember what he's done for us, but also rejoice in our spirits because we know what he did for us on the cross. We too will be with them someday and in his presence. And we will sit around his table. And we will commune with the Lord for all of eternity. And I, that's just exciting. I heard somebody say this past week that, you know, I just wish he'd come and take me because I'd really like to be there right now. Uh, you know, we don't really get to choose that. It's God's timing, God's plan. But between now and then, we can sure remember what he's done. And we can sure be excited about what he's going to do with us when our life is over. So let's remember those things as well today as we take this bread. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this bread. And as Jesus said, as on that night that he was betrayed, he broke the bread and he gave thanks for it. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. And so, Jesus, that's what we do. We do this in remembrance of you and what you did. Thank you. And we praise you. In your name we believe. Amen. Let's continue our prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we know that you love us because you gave your Son on the cross. And Jesus, we know that you were faithful to the Father. And we are so thankful. And that night when you were betrayed, we know that you took the cup and you gave thanks. And you told us once again to remember what it was all about. For truly it is about what you did on the cross for us. We are thankful for that, Father. And we do look forward to the day when you call us home so that we can sit at your table with the Father and with all the saints that have gone before us and just commune with each other for all of eternity. Thank you for loving us that much and thank you for that promise of someday being with you. In Jesus we believe. Amen. All right, that concludes our...
communion service. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Till then, take care and God bless. Well, I told you we'd make it back. So good morning once again. God is good. I want to share with you today the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, I really think that's what we need. In our time right now, in the world that we're living in, and a lot of people say, man, I can't find joy in anything. Well, let me tell you, we got to find our joy and our strength in the Lord. And that's where it comes from. And as a Christian, you need to know that. And I want to encourage you in that today as much as I can. And so I want this to be a good one. I want this to be a happy time. I want this to be a, a joyful time in what we're going to, uh, to talk about today. And I want you to, to, if you will, go away and, and feel that you've been lifted up and, and encouraged and that you're joyful in your spirit as well. Okay? That's a good deal. That's my part and on your part. Okay? Um. So it starts off with a story, and this story I've shared maybe through the years sometimes, but I think it fits really well here, and I want to share it again this morning. Her name is Kim Kane, and she writes this. She said, Last week I took my children to the restaurant. My six-year-old son asked if he could say the prayer. As we bowed our heads, he simply said, Mind you now, he's a six-year-old. And God is good, God is great, thank you for the food, and I would even be more thankful if mom gets us ice cream for dessert. And in liberty and justice for all, amen. Now we think that's kind of cute, and it was, I think. Along with laughter around the table there of the ones that were sitting close by, there was one lady that's, that overheard what was going on, and she wasn't so nice. In fact, she was the one that said this. She said, that's what's wrong with this country today. Kids don't even know even how to pray. Asking God for ice cream, why I never. 
Well, hearing this, the son burst out into tears, she writes. Did I do anything wrong, Mommy? Is God mad at me, Mommy? She says, as I held my son, I assured him that he had done nothing wrong. He needed to do a terrific job, and certainly that God was not mad at him. About that same time, an elderly gentleman walked over to the table that had heard what went on. He winked at my son, she says, or she writes, and she said, he said, I happen to know that God thought that was a great prayer, young man. Really, my son said. Cross my heart, he said. Too bad she, and he points to the lady that made those rude comments, too bad she never asked God for ice cream. A little ice cream is good for the soul sometimes. She goes on to write, Naturally, I bought some ice cream for my kids at the end of the meal. She said, My son, my son stared at his ice cream for a moment, and then he did something that I'll never forget in my entire life. He picked up his ice cream sundae, and without a word walked over to the table of the woman that said those unkind words. With a big smile on his face, he told her, Here, this is for you. Ice cream is good for the soul sometimes, and my soul is good already. <laughs> you know, studies say the average child, now catch this, the average child laughs 150 times a day. And the adults, 15 times a day. What has happened? Do we just get so sophisticated in our lives that we feel like we can't just lay our head back and just give a good old laugh? We need to laugh. Laughter's good medicine, and I'll use that verse again. Two weeks ago, our daughter was down with our grandkids, and I will tell you, in our house, there was a lot of laughter going on, and I just love that. And it brings me, uh, brings us great joy when we hear our grandchildren laugh. But how about you? You laugh very much lately? You find joy much lately? I was at a store one time, and this was this this one was this one got me. I was at the store, and there's this lady in front of me. She's an elderly lady, and she was in a wheelchair, and she had bought a few items that had to have an ID card. Let's just leave it at that. And as she's going through, the clerk looked over and said to her, says, ma'am, I have to have your ID on this. And the lady looked back at her and says, ma'am, you made my day. She said, I'm 75 years old and I'm still getting ID'd. And she just laughed. And actually, the clerk did as well, and so did I. It was pretty funny. A church should be a place, this is my opinion, but I think a church should be a place where people are certainly being saved and there is laughter and joy and excitement within the body of Christ. The joy of loving Jesus and seeing people, others come, come home, those that have been, been wandering for a while, or those that are hurting, that, that they come back, but the joy that we can be there for them when they return. And the joy, certainly, of anyone accepting Christ and putting Him on in baptism, and the joy there. A child once remarked that she believed that her friend went to heaven every night. Well, why do you believe that? Well, he's so happy every day. He must go to heaven at night. 1 Peter chapter 1. Here's some scripture for you. Though you have not seen me, you love me. Catch that. Though you have not seen him, you love him. You love the Lord, don't you? Well, sure you do. 
Have you seen him? No. Hopefully you see him in me and see him in other people and the way we respond to people and, and those type things. I know I've seen him through you sometimes. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. I just love that. An inexpressible and glorious joy. Even though we haven't seen him, we know he's real. And God, we just love you because you are who you say you are. We're excited about that. Lengthy reading here, but I would encourage you to find your Bibles and maybe read the whole story. But this is really important, I think, this morning, especially setting stage for this message. It's taken out of the book of Nehemiah in chapter 8. It says in verse number 5, Ezra opened the book and all the people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened the book, the people stood up and Ezra praised the Lord, the great God. And all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, 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 they said. Then they bowed down and they worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people could understand what was being read. Then Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, and the priest, and the scribes, and the Levites, who were instructing the people, said to them all, This day is a sacred day to the Lord your God. Do not mourn. Do not be sad. Do not weep. For all the people have been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, Go, go and enjoy yourself. Enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. And send some to those that have nothing prepared. This day is a sacred day to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. This is a sacred day. They're all sacred days because we are in His kingdom. This is the day. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I want you to know that. And I just pray that God speaks to your spirit today. That He is the joy in your life. He's the true joy. And no matter what goes out on in the world, no one can steal that from you. He is the strength. He is your strength. In Acts chapter 2, you move to the New Testament. The church was under great persecution, as you know. I mean, we, we might think we have struggles in, here in America, but I want to tell you, uh, the first century church was really struggling, man. There's a lot of stuff going, a lot of persecution going on. And here, as you know, in Acts chapter 2, it says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They met together every day, even though there was persecution all around them. They met together. And it says they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. The, the word they're glad is that joy in their hearts. Glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Praise God. They were so excited about being able to be together. And the joy of the Lord was their strength as well. The early church was a glad church. It was a happy church. And notice the two ingredients that go together there. And they are gladness and sincerity. They just kind of combine themselves together. I have no right to tell you how to act or respond or anything in church. I can't tell other churches and I'm not here to tell you how one responds. I understand that. I've seen you at ball games when somebody scores a touchdown or shoots that basketball in there and I've seen how you respond. Well, 
and this is just for me and just for me and I don't know about you but in my upbringing as a kid I remember some churches that I've gone to they're, they're, they're so serious and I'm not saying we shouldn't take God's word serious if you, if you know me you know I take God's word serious because it is the way the truth and the life yes all of it's true but I've been in some places where they're so serious that there's almost this oppressive spirit instead of a joyful spirit in the church how sad that we would come and be these people that aren't excited about who we are and there's joys, there's nothing there. It's just empty. And so when, when people come and maybe make their way as a visitor or something and we're, and we're like, and they leave, what do they leave with? Boy, I wonder what those people are so sad about. Congresswoman Barbara Jordan once said these words. She said, I cannot really recall recall joy related to my church experience. I got a message on how to die, but not how to live. Listen, God's got you here for a reason, and, and He says, I want you to live. I want you to live your life, and I want you to have a full life, He's telling us. But also, I want you to know what true joy is all about. The joy of knowing the Lord. But this is the one I really like. Robert Louis Stevenson wrote these words. He said, I have been to church and I am not depressed. <laughs> I hope you can say that about coming to our church. I've been to church and Harley didn't depress me today. I hope not anyway. But nonetheless, you see, it's there for us. A true church should be a develop a balance between the gladness or between the gladness and the sincerity of heart. For truly the joy, the joy of loving Jesus should be a reflection of whose we are. We are His. We're His children. The Bible says that Jesus, yes, Jesus was a man acquainted with sorrow and grief. Oh, yes, He was. Yet in John chapter 15, 11, what do you do with this verse when Jesus said, Jesus said these words, I want my joy to be in you so that your joy might be complete. God wants to have us to have joy. The joy is that what God wanted us to be in His family. So He sends His Son, His Son dies for us. And if we reject Him, there's no joy there. But we accept what He's done for us. There's great joy there. And I pray that that is on your heart all the time. You know, about this time every year, and we're not having vacation Bible school this year, and I'm so sad that we, we're not having it. I mean, um, there's a lot of work that goes into that. I understand some churches are having it, um, but we've chose not to, and I can understand that. But there's a song I bet you remember, but you remember when you were little. You know, we don't sing it on our Sunday morning services. We, we, we just don't. I haven't heard it in assembly, but I bet you can remember it back when you were a wee little kid, when you went to vacation Bible school. What was it? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. And you know it, don't you? Yeah. You can fill in the blanks and you can sing it to your grandchildren as well, or children. But Solomon said, a merry heart does good like medicine. Do you have the joy of the Lord in your heart? Paul Harvey says, man, I miss that guy on the radio sometimes. Just listen to some of the things he has to say. We're so wise. But he said this, he said, 30 seconds of belly laughter is better than 10 minutes of bicycle riding and a whole lot more fun. <laughs> and it is, isn't it? 
Yeah, when the church comes together, when the church gets together, it ought to be a joyous time to the Lord. Why? For the joy of loving Jesus, if nothing else. But we are saved. We are redeemed. We are the children of God. We're co-heirs with Christ. God redeemed us. It's exciting times. Look at King David's life in Psalms 122, verse number 1. It says, David knew sorrow, but said... I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Did you catch that? Yeah. I knew sorrow. He knew sorrow, but he knew that he was glad when he said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Let's go. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will enter His gates with thanksgiving in our hearts we sing. In Acts chapter 5 and verse 41, the Scripture says the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing. Wait a minute. What was taking place? You see, they had been arrested for talking about Jesus. And the Sanhedrin, like the, if you will, the highest courts, uh, the Supreme Court of the day, perhaps you could compare. And, and there they were saying, Shh, don't you dare say anything or you're going to be in big trouble, mister. And they said, man, we're not going to stop talking about our Jesus. They were persecuted. They were all through these things. But notice what it says. It says they rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name, the name of Jesus. They were rejoicing. Paul was rejoicing in the cell when he was beaten and thrown in prison and chained there. In Acts chapter 8, verse number 39, I just give you all kinds of verses about joy. When they came up out of the water, you remember this one? The Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip. Remember Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch? Philip is walking along, and the Ethiopian eunuch comes riding along, and he said, Whoa, stop the chariot. Hey, what are you reading? He says, I'm reading God's Word, but I can't understand it. He said, Well, slide over. Let me tell you what it says. And then they read for a while, and he says, Then the Ethiopian eunuch said, Well, here's water. Why hindereth me? What hindereth me to be baptized? He said, Nothing if you believe. I believe. They went down in the water, and it says there that the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. He was confused before he met Christ. He accepts Christ, and now he's rejoicing. It's pretty exciting stuff, I think. It doesn't stop with that one. In Luke chapter 15, the Scripture says this. This is for all of us. Listen. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. Rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than the 99 that don't need to repent. Did you catch that? Rejoicing in heaven. Excitement in heaven. Baptism is a birth. Joy comes when birth takes place and should be celebrated. Just talking to Jeff Noel. I got a new grandbaby. Oliver, I think it was. Oliver, I think it's right. And... Um, Excited? You bet. Can't wait to get out there to see that new grandbaby. And his bride says, I'm just staying another week. She's already there. Excited for them and happy for them. In Acts chapter 13, verse number 52, it says this. It says that the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. What do you do with that one? They were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Because you see what I do, this is what I believe. I don't think that you can experience true joy in your life until you receive the Holy Spirit. Not true joy, not the fullness of it. 
Oh, it's, it's just like love. You can experience love, but you, you don't know what love is until you come under the love of God. It changes you because you know the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. No matter what the world's telling you right now, don't you misunderstand and don't let, you, let anybody on TV, or I don't care who they are, tell you any different. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We must stand upon that. And show the world that, yes, even in the middle of all of this stuff that's going on, we can be joyful people. Why? Because we stand with the Lord. Amen? Amen. All right. You know, when I was, um, Donna and I were married and uh, I was 19, she was 18, so we had to be in our early 20s. We didn't have children yet. And I remember being at church on a Sunday night. I think it was a Sunday night. It may have been a gospel meeting or something going on. And there was a lady that had been coming to church and she had been studying things and she accepted Christ that night. And so the preacher took her down to the baptistry and baptized her. And when she was baptized, she came up out of the water. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! She shouted. The entire church could have heard a pin drop. It was amazing. So while she's in the changing room changing, the preacher slips out real quick, comes out before the congregation. And I kid you not, he apologized. He said, I want to apologize for the outburst of this woman tonight. I, my jaw dropped to the floor. He said, I want to apologize for this outburst tonight, but you can rest assured that I'm going to teach her how to conduct herself in church. Sad. That is sad, my friend. I guess some people think when we get to heaven there will be a roll call every morning and when they call their name they're going to go, here, here. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be the one over there and when they call my name and I don't care how many times out throughout the day if they call roll call, take roll call, you're going to know that I'm up there. I'm going to be like, I'm right here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm excited. Still happy to be here. Joy in the Lord. The authentic church ought to be a place where we know how to express joy. Uh, again, I'm not trying to dictate or tell other churches what they need to do and don't need to do and all those things because I've heard it all from people. They've come up to me before when I've said things like this and said, well, whatever. I just have to let it go because I want to be happy. I want to be happy. I want people to know that I'm happy. I want people to know I'm excited. I want people to know that I'm happy about being a child of God. How can you not be? <laughs> I would like for people to come to our service, and I've heard over the years many times, and we've missed the mark on occasions. I'm sure that we have. I'm so sorry for that. that I apologize for that if we missed the mark. But I want people to come to our assemblies for the first time to go away feeling with the feeling of great joy man i just like being there wasn't that good it refreshed my soul it it just stirred something within me not because of a joke that was said but because of the feeling of the love and the joy and the excitement of people that say they love jesus were really excited and showing they love jesus that's what i want that's what i really desire you can tell i'm pretty excited today i told you i would be as Ezra said, let it be known here, always, within our hearts, the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, people ask me after 27 years of being with you folks, and, um, when are you going to quit? 
<laughs> I'm not going to quit. Um, well, the elders might say something different, but <laughs> no, I'm not going to quit. But um, this is what I, I kind of say with that. You know, I love to do what I do, and I hope it shows. I hope you know that. I just hope it shows that I like doing what I get to do. I am blessed to be your minister. I'm blessed to be a part of this church, but I am so blessed to be in the family of God, that God loves me, that God saved me, God has redeemed me. I shout for joy in that. People say, why do you whistle all the time? Well, that's why I whistle all the time, because I'm happy. If I'm whistling, I'm happy. If I'm not whistling, something's up. I'm like passing a kidney stone, which I've been trying to do the last three days, and I won't go there. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. All right? And I say the joy of loving Jesus and honoring Him for, the, for, for those that call themselves Christian, you and I, that's what we're to be about. If we make this book all gloom and doom, yes, yes, God tells us if we don't accept His Son, we don't follow Him, we're lost for eternity. We're lost forever. We should understand that. We should take that seriously. But when we, children of God, come together and celebrate and it, it, it just there should be this excitement and this joy about us and then when people come and people come to know Jesus we should be excited with them and for them and if they shout hallelujah praise the Lord coming out of the baptistry we should shout amen 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 just like the church did be excited about it thrilled about it I think that's important if the reward of Christianity is Christ, and it is, my friend, then His joy in us will tell the world, tell the world that we have found a true treasure of life. It is. Let's pray together. Father, I am so I'm excited about today, but I'm excited knowing that I'm just, uh, I'm your, your child. Co-heirs with your son? Why would you do that for me? I, I just, I, I love you. I'm so thankful for that. Uh, just thank you, thank you. And a million thank yous would never be enough. Father, help the joy in my heart always to be there because of your strength in me, Father. And the world around us is messed up. It's goofing up and it's doing all these things. And I don't know what's going to happen there. But I want to anchor so deep in you, Father, that there's nobody going to steal my joy. <laughs> I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. And I'm so happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' holy name, we praise you. Amen and amen. God bless you. <laughs> Stay happy, my friend. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.